Stone Glacier has been around since 2012, so still a fairly new company. Um, primarily began as a backpack company, and that's kind of how we made our, our brand reputation and, and got known as for load hauling, extended range, you know, uh, high altitude mountaineering backpacks. So yeah, last year we launched our first four pieces of clothing, which were a down jacket and pant and a soft shell jacket and pant. This year we've added on the line with the jacket I'm wearing now is a rain gear, so it's a three layer laminate rain gear piece. So we have a rain gear, packable rain gear jacket and pant, and then a, a mid layer. And you know, it's our intention to continue to grow that line and to make a full technical layering system of clothing for just specifically designed for backpack hunting. One thing that, that you may notice that we do that's kind of unique compared to other companies is we don't do anything in camo. Yeah. Uh, everything's in solid colors and, and we have some color blocking to break up body symmetry in their natural earth tone colors so we definitely still are aware of of that need to to conceal yourself to a certain extent but uh, but you can wear a stone glacier puffy jacket every day and support a hunting company a company that sports second amendment rights a company that that is you know in the industry not necessarily a an outdoor brand so that's kind of a little little other angle that that we feel is makes sense too Welcome to the RNA Outdoors podcast, fueled by Ripcord Arrowrest and First Light Hunting Apparel. At RNA, we are public land DIY conservationists that love to share our passion for the outdoors. So join us and our team as we interview professionals in the industry to share insight knowledge that helps make hunters and anglers more successful. All right. Hey, guys, we're here with Stone Glacier, my good friend Jeff. Jeff, thank you so much for uh, having us here at RNA Outdoors. Um, I want to just let you to start off a little bit and give us a kind of a rundown of Stone Glacier and kind of how they started and when you came on. You, know, yeah. you and I have a, a history from, from another organization, but why don't you tell us about Stone Glacier? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Stone Glacier has been around since 2012, so still a fairly new company. Um, primarily began as a backpack company and that's kind of how we made our, our brand reputation and, and got known as for load hauling, extended range, you know, uh, high altitude mountaineering backpacks. Um, I recently uh, became a partner in Stone Glacier with the founder Kurt Roscoe, who's our designer, uh, in 2016 and, and our goal at that time was to to kind of take the brand that he already created and the reputation, the product quality that, that existed and expand it into other products and, and try to grow the business and and make uh, uh, equally as quality products in, in different categories. So now we make uh, not just backpacks, we also manufacture tents, sleeping bags, uh, and clothing as well. Um, nice. and, and that's kind of the focus is just to leverage that same uh, that same capability of, of a really niche, high-end, mountaineering, backpack hunting type product and, and expand it. So that's where we're at today. Cool, cool. And now, now what year did the company get created? Uh, 2012. And then what year did you come on? 
2016. Yeah, yep. so you and I had met each other uh, through the NRA, through other sources, yeah. and uh, then when you came over here, I was I was pretty excited because, you know, I mean, being an outdoorsman, seeing the packs that you guys put out, your primary thing on the pack is really the load-bearing, right? That's I mean, right. your frames are what you're known for. Yeah, we, we, uh, we kind of got a, a reputation for two things with our packs originally. Um, one, the overall weight of them. Uh, at the time in 2012 was significantly lighter than most of our competitors packs um, but with that said the ability to comfortably carry heavy loads was was what was unique and then uh, Kurt designed uh, what we call our load shelf and, and many of these uh, other backpack companies have a similar concept now for good reason because it works so well but the load shelf essentially is the ability for the pack to expand off the frame and you could pack meat in between the bag and the frame. So that that allows a couple different things. One, the heaviest load is closer to your back, which is going to distribute it yes, on your hips sure. and make it more comfortable. And then you're not relying on the bag to put your meat in. So you have more capacity. <laughs> it's not going to um, get all bloody. Yeah. It's not going to get all bloody. You don't have to yeah. get your gear out and make room for the meat. Yeah. Uh, so that if you're backpack hunting and you need to pack meat out of the woods, no matter you know how far it is, a few miles to to many miles it's a much better setup so so those were the two things that kind of uh kind of set stone glacier off on on a good path was being able to have a, a really comfortable pack under a heavy load that still only weighed four pounds that, that was kind of unheard of at the time now people are evolving their products and that's much more common um, but uh, but that was something that was unique at the time that Stone Glacier started. Awesome, awesome. And then you came on board and you kind of had a, a, a niche uh, that you were working in the, the clothing industry yeah. and that's where we met and with that I see like from the first year that you came on board to today it's like holy cow man. Yeah. I mean you know I see a lot of things that you brought to the table and and now I'm looking around. And I've got jackets. I've got puffies. I've got sleeping bags. But you know, I, I like the jacket that you're wearing right now. Oh, so you. what what what's what's this design that you got? Yeah. So yeah. So a little bit on my, my experience. I worked for Sitka, which is a yep. pretty well-known clothing company in the industry now, and uh, for a very long time, from when they were early in the startup phase, uh, through a lot of different uh, growth stages. And that's how we met at the NRA, working yep. closely together. And but uh, yeah, so my experience was really kind of more in. And clothing and, and that type of stuff so this has been a fun project since I've come to Stone Glacier we've, we've been really busy with product development getting new products out um, so we had last year we launched our first four pieces of clothing which were a down jacket and pant and a soft shell jacket and pant this year we've added on the line with the jacket I'm wearing now is a rain gear so it's a three-layer laminate rain gear piece so we have a rain gear packable rain gear jacket and pant and then a, a mid-layer and you know it's our intention to continue to grow that line and to make a full technical layering system of clothing for just specifically designed for backpack hunting. One thing that, that you may notice that we do that's kind of unique compared to other companies is we don't do anything in camo. Yeah. Uh, everything's in solid colors and, and we have some color blocking to break up body symmetry in their natural earth tone colors so we definitely yeah. still are aware of of that need to, to conceal yourself to a certain extent but uh, but just the camo space is very. Oh, it's, a big, it's, it's a big market. There's it's a lot a going on. Market. There's a lot yeah. going on there right now, and and our products are high end, so they're not cheap. 
Um, so we just we felt that having solids would allow people to leverage them and wear them everyday use. And I see you guys are wearing some solid yeah. first light jackets, you know. Um, so it's a little bit of a different path than, than a lot of our competitors have, have taken. And, and it kind of goes off their, their original foundation, right? So we've been making backpacks since 2012. We've never made camel backpacks either. So it's just kind of it's just kind of a, a different path that, that we take that's not necessarily the same as everybody else. Not not right or wrong or yeah. Yeah. not saying well, about I mean, anybody else, but it's just different. Licensing somebody else's camo if you decide to go that direction or anything else adds adds cost to stuff. Yeah. The funny part is Lucas and I were talking about that just the other day, is you know, he's like, Man, I could wear just about anything hunting and as yeah. long as I've got the wind in my direction you that's know, right yeah. I don't need it and then I notice how your your system like on the puffy jackets of course they've got lines so it gives them yeah. topographies let's say right so if, if something is looking at it it does look three-dimensional more so than sure. just a flat plane yeah and you know that's just something that's really interesting but I of course in the working in the outdoor industry you know I don't normally wear a camouflage jacket right. to an event, yeah. right? So a solid vest or a solid jacket or something like that for me, yeah. you know, I could I could fly the brand as well as actually yeah, you know, enjoy a comfortable, high quality. Yeah, item. kind of a, a an analogy or a, a thought that we've kind of considered a lot through this process is is a lot of guys will wear when they're hunting. Sure, they'll wear their full set of whatever camo brand it may be. Which is great, and there's nothing wrong with that. But then every day they they probably own a Patagonia puffy jacket or something, right? And then they're wearing that yeah. to work every day. And and it, you know, our thought was always, well, geez, if you know you're gonna wear that, you're gonna end up wearing that piece more often than you're gonna wear yeah. your hunting stuff. So Make it every let's, day. let's be that brand for that customer. Where yeah, if you still want to <coughs> hunt in your full setup of first light camo because you feel like that's more effective, that there's nothing wrong with that. But you can wear a Stone Glacier puffy jacket every day and support a hunting company, a company that supports Second Amendment rights, a company that that is you know, in the industry, not necessarily a, yeah. an outdoor brand. So that's kind of a little little other angle that that we feel is makes sense too. Well, Harley, you were mentioning you were mentioning the puffy jackets earlier. Yeah, they're pretty solid. What what do you think sets you guys apart from all the other competitors? Um, well, we got a couple cool and really unique things coming from us uh, for us. So we we are primarily a, a direct to consumer business, which is a trend that's changing in the industry too. Retail is changing a lot over the last. 10, even 15 years about how people buy stuff and how customers shop and behavior. But being a direct-to-consumer business affords us a few opportunities in that we're not necessarily tied up to the limitations of what wholesale or big box stores want or demand or what they sure. think they can sell. So we have a little bit of creative uh, freedom with that. Um, that's important. But uh, we also have um, some unique experience in that uh, Kurt, our designer, the founder of the company, is... is uh, he designs all of our products. He's he's a really accomplished solo backpack hunter, real respected guy. So he's an end user, and he has that ability to design the product and use it. Where a lot of companies are are correlating to a designer who might not necessarily be a hunter of what sure. they want to create. So we kind of take out a middleman there that helps a lot. And then we also have. Uh, so my, a little bit more of my history, my stepfather uh, has worked in the outdoor industry for a long time. He was uh, the founder of Mountain Hardware uh, when it started, and so now he's the chairman of our board. So we have some just innate experience from our leadership and our board of directors 
in the outdoor industry space that's helped us get connections with factories and different supply chain things. So I feel like we're in a good spot where we have ability to come to market with really high quality product right away and yeah. take out some of the learning curve. So our down jacket's a good example. That's been selling really well. It's 850 fill power down. It's waterproof treated down. It's a super lightweight Pertex shell. It's windproof and water resistant and just the whole package when you compare it to other down jackets out there. Uh, you know, obviously I'm a little biased, but apples <laughs> to apples, I'll put it up against anything else. It's it's, it's damn nice, you Pretty know. Solid. Yeah. That's like anything. I think about, you know, like if you're designing clothes for the hunter by the hunter, there are people that are out there, wear testing it, they're using it every day, versus to your point, you know, companies where you go, and some of these guys really aren't hunters, they're outsourcing some of their, you know, sure. product design, and so you really got to wonder, you know, what conditions are those being tested under? Are they being put under conditions that will hold up? Or Yeah, or things lost in translation between, you know, the people that are the hunters that have the ideas and the people that actually design it communicate with the factories there's there's definitely something to be said for that and that's yeah. not taken away from anybody else you could still design and create and bring the market quality product with that with that uh, method but but the fact that that Kurt is our designer and he sews himself I mean he goes and says every product you see here that we've built the first prototype of it he sewed and built the first one himself and wow, went and tested it neat. so being able to have that direct hands-on mm -hmm line in our design process is, is something that's unique and it's kind of becoming more and more rare these days. Sure. A, lot of, a lot of designers for all industries now are they're designing on a computer and it's a you know, similar CAD drawing different program and then they send it to the factory right and it's just yeah. a digital drawing so with measurements and patterns and they sell us. it and they send yeah. it back. So the ability that he designs it, he sews it first, prototype puts it on, and then it goes to the factory after there's actually been a physical product designed is becoming more and more rare. Not not too many people do that anymore. Yeah. On your packs, Jeff, I, I've always thought of Stone Glacier as kind of the minimalist pack, right? I mean, yep. there's not a lot of compartments, not a lot of places to put stuff, but has that been by design and has that, had, has that covered throughout the course of the pack? Yeah, that's design? a good question. So we, we definitely do have a reputation for that, and, and it's true to a certain extent. As you can see with our packs behind us, they are compared to other things out there from a design standpoint what you see they're much more simple um, they are more minimalistic um, to a fault sometimes customers are like well that's probably not going to be fit for me because we I need more pockets of organization and what, what people when they do more research on Stone Glacier will find out is we have a whole bunch of different accessories where you can the ability to add internal organization and customize the storage of the pack so typically Speaking, we can we can have that pack set up to fit whatever that customer's needs is if he likes more pockets on the inside or the outside sure. or, or whatever. But yes, to your question, it adds weight. Some of the things not, that you guys yeah, try and that's right. To it's cut, not for so. everybody because we are more of the minimalist, and that's how you how you get down to a pack that is is more is lighter weight. Um, it's a little bit of okay, let's have the necessary things built into the pack that you need, but not not you know yeah. not extra stuff built in. So there is definitely something to that. Wow, you know, I, I mean, I just turned around and grabbed grabbed one of your uh, shells. Talk to us about this. So this is basically the hoodie design, yep. right? Yeah, yeah. So this is our, our this is called the Helio hoodie. This is one of our new mid layers that we just came out with. Um, it's designed to be worn over maybe a lightweight base layer next skin piece, or you know, earlier season mild hunts. You could wear that as your outerwear. Uh, breathes really well. It's got polygene treatment, which polygene gives it a, a, an odor treatment. So one of the things that's historically a problem with synthetics is they will smell really yeah, bad as you sweat. Days, yeah. So polygene helps that. But this is a real good uh, kind of mid-layer piece that, that you pretty much would wear this in any hunting situation, whether it's early season warm weather or you're layering up for later season cold weather. Um, it's just got a real nice, comfortable 
foot yeah, and feel to that's it. What, that's what I noticed. The first thing I did is I... I yeah, super well, soft. Actually, huh? it was even before you got here a couple days ago when I walked by and I, I was looking around I was poking and touching and feeling stuff and I felt this and I thought, man, that, that looks like... Yeah, that looks an awesome and piece. feels like it would be a really comfortable yep. piece to work in. And what colors? You got gray? Yeah, you got, got most everything now is in, in uh, a variation of a gray or, or a coyote brown or in green. So again, kind of around that theory of no camo but still wanting to be able to have the right Naturals. colors for environment so we have yeah. shades of gray that are kind of catered for late season or high alpine if you're sheep or mountain goat hunting you're in the shale or it's later season in the snow grays work well if you're earlier season mule deer or elk hunting you're in the timber yeah. in the greens, prairie, and, the browns, the greens yeah. and the browns work well so yeah. so we're definitely cognizant of that need to to be able to conceal yourself to a certain extent and, and figuring out a way to do that efficiently and effectively without having to necessarily utilize a camo pattern so that's what you'll find a lot of so like on your kits there so i'm kind of looking at you've got a couple mannequins there I mean, yep. so essentially you've got a full kit basically from base to outerwear that you could get set up in a system pretty close completely. now yeah now that we've come out with a rain gear and a couple other pieces this year yeah the only things that we're missing now are a real lightweight next to skin base layer which okay. we're working on and and we'll have that to market next year but now at this point, yeah, we have full, pretty much a full kit of a mid-layer soft shell down insulated gear all the way out to rain gear. So you can see these mannequins behind us are, are pretty dialed in with, the, yeah. with a very realistic setup of what you would wear out in the field. Absolutely. And you can see too, we have these ones set up with mixing and matching the different color patterns so you can kind of see how even, even the browns and the grays work well together. Yeah. And, and I like and that. Good it's good together. to see that, just kind of the contrast and how the, the yeah. colors contrast each other. Sharp. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it looks like an everyday, or I always think of that kind of the mountaineering type of type of concept too, which I know your backpacks yep. were were kind of a little designed there, where you can think of another market, right? Because you and I know the hunting market is not a huge market, but we are a hunting basic organization yep. and company that that really enjoys that. But now you actually might be able to hit a couple other areas. Yeah, absolutely. And have you guys done any shows like that, or is that kind no, of? No, not really. You know, the one thing, as far as the outdoor space, we 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 have some customers that have found our packs that are backpackers, not necessarily hunters. Um, very few. We haven't really marked that niche, but they found them, and they've been like, "Holy smokes! Like this is this pack is way better than anything in the outdoor sure. industry." So. We definitely believe there's an opportunity there. The one, the one kind of other area of our business that we don't have displayed here or talk about a whole lot that I think there's a cool opportunity is, and it kind of ties in all of our packs. I don't know if we mentioned they're made in the United States. They're all buried in plain parts. All, awesome. all yeah, our clothing's not, but all of our pack line is. And we've had a few uh, uh, special operation branches of the military start buying our packs and using them similar function, and they're like, "Wow, these things are awesome." So we have a kind of a fledgling little military business that we've been kind of catering to which has been really cool uh, to develop kind of based on those guys' specific needs and, and see where that goes. So that's been kind of fun and something we don't really have a whole lot of focus on now, but I think there's a lot of opportunity and, and it's fun for us to work with those guys and develop product that they, they come back to us and tell us this is awesome. We, yeah. this, this products are working really well for that what we cool. need. So that's been cool. Well, I really appreciate that. My nephew is in Iraq right now and, yeah. uh, you know, it's a... Uh, Always one of those, I'm proud that he's there, but at the same time, it freaks me out yeah, to yeah. hell. You know, I'd rather him be back home and us going sure. hunting every every time <laughs> yeah. we want to go versus versus him being over there. But, yeah, absolutely. You know, 
our men and our men and women that are in the military, man. They, yeah, kudos to them. Man. Yeah, they, they, have them. they take that extra step, you yeah. know. So, so Jeff, so. behind the mannequins, you've got sleeping bags now too. We so do. maybe just uh, maybe talk a little bit about the different types of bags and temperatures yeah. and so forth. Yeah, that those so are. our sleeping bags have, have gotten great response, and they turned. We got really lucky in, in that they came together very nicely, and it's a it's a very quality product. Um, but we only have two sleeping bags now. They're both down insulated sleeping bags. So okay. A zero degree and a 15 degree. Um, so again, true backpack style sleeping bags, uh, compressed really small, super lightweight. Um, our 15 degree bag weighs two pounds, three ounces. Nice. And our light. zero degree uh, is two pounds, 10 ounces. You can see on display, they look quite large there. Yeah. Uh, we have a couple in the compression sack, but you know, like a, a, as you'd expect, a mountaineering type sleeping bag, they pack down super small. Um, so efficiently used to carry in the backcountry. But again, a really high quality 850 fill power down, water resistant treated down. Okay. Um, so all the pieces have come together to, to, to make a really nice finish. That's what I was going to ask. So with the, with, the, with the water treatment, are you seeing any issues with, because a lot of times down sleeping bags, when they get wet, they start yeah. to become... Yeah, know. there's there's definitely a place for synthetic bags and there's a, there's a debate and people have personal preference on synthetic versus down. You know, there's, there's pros and cons like anything to each. Uh, down just insulates better and packs smaller. But the concern, yes, is that, that if it gets saturated and wet, the down will clump and you'll lose your loft and your insulation. The water-resistant down that's become pretty popular from a lot of different products and companies in the last five years works really well. Okay. It's not a it's not a foolproof save-all. Like if you smirch that thing and you yeah. try to saturate and get it soaked, it's, it's, it's going to absorb gonna moisture. Yeah. But from breathing, which was kind of the main thing, perspiration out of your bag when you're, when you're backpacking and then condensation around the tent, it, it works great for that stuff where you're not going to have any issues. But yeah. If you were, you still need to be cognizant of if you were to, to fall in the creek or something and that thing were to get saturated, yeah. that then it's not going to obviously perform as well as a synthetic bag. We like to think that's a pretty rare occurrence. Yeah, we're hoping that you're not <laughs> jumping in the in the creek as that basically. You got bigger problems. <laughs> that's right. That's <laughs> right. As he, yeah. as he packed a moose across a creek mm -hmm. and attempted to try to you know swim upside down, you know, yeah. it does happen. Yeah, it does happen. <laughs> he was packing the moose though, not the sleeping bag. So yeah, I mean, uh, right. it yeah. was waterproof uh, also. And most guys, you know, as you, as you guys are probably familiar, will still take the, take their down sleeping bags and put them in a waterproof compression sack yep. to mm -hmm. help prevent that anyway. So Everything in my pack is in waterproof sacks yeah. just for additional layer of protection absolutely there, so. yeah so if you're taking those precautions anyway you're probably going to be okay even if the if and if something tra yeah. tragic yeah. happens like that but but yeah and then and the last thing we haven't really talked about is we make uh, uh, tents as well okay um so a, a small line of tents that we're kind of growing we started out with one tent which is the one you see here it's a two true four season two person uh mountaineering style tent Last year we added um, this poster board up here, uh, a ultra lightweight tarp shelter. And then this year we're coming out with uh, a big six man dome tent that's very similar to like the tents that you would normally see on like base camp at Everest and that type of stuff. So that's really gonna be, we're kind of catering that towards Alaskan guides, bear hunts on the peninsula, or you're dropping it at a remote airstrip for your mm -hmm. clients to come back to after okay. they've been out spiking. Um, and, and our tent line has turned out really good, uh, kind of again based on my, la my past experience and, and the people that we're connected with, we were able to work with a very well-renowned tent designer um, who's been designing tents for over 30 years for companies like the North Face and Mountain Hardware and, and these brands that do true like mountaineering expeditions. Mm -hmm. and, 
and he was willing to work with us and, and come up with some designs that that are pretty unique and, and fit for specifically mountain hunting. So it's been a great partnership and allowed us to come to Marco some really cool stuff. So that's pretty, pretty light too, looking at them. I mean, yeah, for for what they are, three ounces for, for, for a four season for ten. For a true four season ten, yeah, yeah under five pounds is, is pretty hard to achieve, and that's yeah. kind of the pinnacle. So yeah, we're it's they definitely kind of fit our same mold of of ultra light and kind of our philosophy of of those minimalistic designs. And, and they've got a floor in, they've got poles yep. in them too. So floor that's all included, in. yep. everything in the and way. And then the, that wow. tarp, that on the top of that first floor, that tarp tent, and it's called the Sky Era. That, we came out with that tent last year, and it's not a freestanding tent, so you have to pitch it with trekking poles and guide it out. But uh, it's been super popular for the ultralight, really minimalistic guy. The tarp itself weighs eight, only eight ounces. Um, but you can also add a vestibule and a mesh insert to it to give it a fully enclosed shelter, and it only weighs a pound and a half at that oh, point. Yeah. So it's it's pretty dang That's cool. And yeah, yeah, so this, this four season also has the vestibule there that, that it comes does. out. Yeah, two vestibules, <coughs> two doors, so it works well for two guys in the backcountry hunting. You each have your own vestibule, put your pack and your bow, your rifle, or whatever. You kind of yeah. have your own space. So, yeah, it's a pretty efficiently used tent for two guys. Very cool. How's that hold up in the wind? It does great. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it does. Yeah, so it has a, um, which was designed by our, our tent designer, but it's a patented design. We call it the Web Trust. Um, and, and what the Web Trust is, is it kind of gives you the, the advantages of a sleeve pole tent versus a clip-on tent. So uh, you can tension all the poles together. So the Web Trust is pretty much an external sleeve system that the poles go through. And then you can tension those down, which really helps lock all the poles together and distribute the tension across all of them. And that's going to give you a lot that's more strength. strength in the yeah. wind and snow load and any of those adverse conditions. So that's been a, wow. a pretty cool feature. Wow. Man, from from when you got here and and we talked, <laughs> I think that the year you left uh, Zitka and and came over here and it was just backpacks. I mean, this is crazy, man. Yeah. I, I'm just I, I'm <laughs> blown away at how how far it's gone. I really am, and it's really awesome to see you know you succeed and. Literally, the doors opened, okay, people, and I don't know if everybody's here in the background. We are inundated with people. In fact, when we, started, yeah, when, we, when we started, there was, we were in here. We were just dealing with the, the vacuum doors. in the background. Now yeah. it's the people. But. Now we're, like, getting overrun, and people are, you know, brushing by and checking out a jacket, and, and it's pretty awesome to see. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Did you guys see that just in the backpack industry that you had to diversify and obviously go this? Is that, was that kind of what you brought yeah, it is. when you yeah. came in? Yeah, we we, we, we just felt that we had an opportunity, like our brand had a, had good enough recognition and strength that, that we had a good foundation that we could leverage it to, to expand into some other products and grow. And and uh, although backpacks I, I will continue to be our bread and butter, and, and that's really kind of our core of our product line, it's just that we felt there was a big opportunity there to kind of capitalize on, mm -hmm. on what we created sure. and expand into other products. And, and I think that was that was an important, you know, for our growth goals. If we wanted to continue to go to the company and and do something with it, you know, by not not everybody's on the market for a six hundred dollar backpack, and and frankly, they last forever for most people. And yeah, they, and they should. Yeah. So one being it, able to one get and done the, in a lot yeah, of cases. Getting in other categories open up a lot more doors for opportunities for us and. And it's been good, and, and I can't take all the credit for it. You know, like I said, I've mentioned Kurt a couple of times. He's an awesome designer, and, and he's very uh, important to our brand. And then we have a great team of people here. All of our employees are are awesome. It's a small business. We yeah. think we have ten people that work for us, so it's not not a huge business by any means. But what's, everybody's passionate. What state are you out of? Montana. Bozeman. Excellent. 
Yeah, Bozeman. And that's where. You, and do you make you make the packs in Bozeman then? Yeah. Well, we uh, we have a facility that does all the sewing, the cut and sew. That's in Southern California. Okay. And then all the parts and pieces come to us in Bozeman, and we do all the assembly of the packs in our Excellent. facility in Bozeman. And then all everything else is in Bozeman: sales, marketing, fulfillment, shipping, receiving. Everything's out of our. Can you guys facility. recently move about a year or so go into a new facility in Bozeman? We did. A couple yeah. Years? yeah. 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 We 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 uh, kind of had a. A small, uh, <laughs> not super fancy, not that our new facility is fancy either, but, but a very small kind of warehouse facility that we outgrew, and, and our new spot is pretty cool. It's, it works well for us. So well, and just nice. as an outsider observing, right, I'm, I'm watching these people walk in, and they walk right past all the clothing. They go right to the backpacks. And next thing I know, one of your guys is fitting them and putting on a backpack, and they're, like, filling the load, and they're kind of yep. shifting around. And then they take the backpack off, and then next thing I know, I, I see a guy look down. Now he's now he's trying on a pair of pants. So I mean, the reality of this is, I'm sure a lot of these people, if they haven't bought one of your packs, you know, that that's what they're primarily coming for. But then all of a sudden they look and they broaden their yeah. horizons, right? I mean, all of a sudden they're thinking, oh man, puffy jackets and yeah, that's and the name of the game. That's what we're hoping and, they do. Yeah. So yeah. and brand loyalty, right? You get you sell a guy a pack and he uses it for for five years and is like, this is yeah. this is the pack. All of a sudden he sees a jacket. Yeah. Got thinking thoughts like, well, if they could do that good on a pack, yeah, man, I'm willing, I'm willing to throw the dice for that jacket, and then it grows. Yeah, right. We've been really fortunate that that has been the mindset that we do have some loyal customers that that, that believe in our, our products, and they so they're willing to give them a chance, and then they try out the clothing, and they see that it's equally as well built and as good as the pack. So, so that's been. That's been a fortunate thing for us that yeah, our customer absolutely. base is, is willing Jeff, to take a chance. Jeff, I see on your tax, you got the 2% for conservation. Yeah. Maybe just explain a little bit about that program yeah. and what you guys do with that. I will, yeah. So we are we're certified with 2% for conservation, which 2% for conservation is a, is a nonprofit organization that, that essentially is built to just certify companies that give back a set amount of criteria to conservation causes, not only financially, but also in volunteer time. Okay. Um, so what they do, and it's a pretty cool organization, what they do is they will actually audit to a certain level your fi a company's financials, and, and the company has to prove to them, hey, we did X amount of revenue this year, and we gave away this percentage of that revenue to various conservation groups. And it's not necessary. They don't determine. They don't tell you who you have to give it to, right? It's uh, so we go through. We work with the Wild Sheep Foundation. We work with Elk Foundation. We work with a handful of different organizations. But we show across that portfolio of conservation groups that we gave a certain percentage of our revenue each year back to those causes in different okay. forms, whether Sweet. it's donations or sponsorships or whatever. And another piece is also that our uh, employees have volunteered X amount of hours, a certain amount of hours. So. Um, so we're proud to be a member of that, and it just yeah. helps. It gives a it helps give some substance to what a lot of companies say of of you know a lot of you know conservation is very important, right? And different different aspects of it for many different reasons, and it's easy for somebody to say as a brand that they care and they do it, right? But this yeah. actually Proves puts it. yeah the pen to paper and says, okay, do you really do that? Mm -hmm. and, and we have gone through those steps to certify that and make sure you do. So I think it's a cool thing. There's a lot of brands that, that are getting on board with that. Yeah. And I think it just helps people hold people accountable, right? Well, I just think, you know, anyone can write a check. Anyone can come and say, hey, I'm going to write a check to the Sheep Foundation for X amount. But 
the other part of it to me is giving your time. I think that's as equally think, or more important. I think so. Because anymore, as you know, that that is <laughs> arguably for those organizations probably more valuable than even the money because it's hard Just to get people, people to help you to absolutely. commit to doing the yeah. mission work that you need to do. I mean, NRA Foundation. Yeah. That's. I mean, I've had a lot of guys that I've showed up at their office and they pull out a checkbook and they're thinking they're going to write a check. And I said, you know what? I need something more important than that. Yeah, I need people to help me. I need you to step up and help me put this thing on because without a person to actually lead the charge that's local in the community, yep. you're you're basically just taking a chunk of change and, and it just disappears, yeah. right? you got to have effect. So you need to get a person that's a leader and that leader brings in the rest of the group and that creates a community. Yeah. And, you know, I always like to tell everybody, you know, I like to support those that support us. Right? Absolutely. If, you know, no offense, if it was a backpack company that's like, oh, yeah, well, I send money to the wrong side of the fence. I'm like, yeah. listen, I'll pay an extra $200 to somebody else that that has a product the same. Yeah. But, that's, that's but supports what I believe in versus yeah. going that other direction. Yeah. So they, yeah, that's that's a cool, unique thing about two percent is they also they also encourage that volunteer time, which which yeah. is a little different. But yeah, it's a great organization, and, and the goal really is to help nonprofits, whether it's conservation groups or the NRA Foundation. I mean, it's pro hunting and fishing groups really is what they're yeah. focused. If you're a pro hunting and fishing nonprofit, the goal of two percent is to try to get more private businesses committed to working with them and committed to helping them achieve their mission work, right? So whether that's volunteer time or fi financial, um, you know, con contributions, it's, yeah. it's how do we, how does that organization, how do we connect businesses with nonprofits and help them, so. Geez, you allow Brinker to come in here too? Oh, yeah, yeah. That's, that's so really that, huh? some old school stuff, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah, so. I love that. Yeah, I worked at Sitka get Sitka together for a long time. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> kind of funny how that world goes round and round. So. Small, it's a small industry, like you said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, we saw him up on stage yesterday, so he was trying. Oh, yeah, I heard he was playing. Yeah, he stealing was. Stealing stuff from the Stone Glacier. Stealing. Yeah. No, oh, no, it's borrowed indefinitely, buddy. We know. <laughs> that's well, cool. cool. This has been good, Jeff. Thanks yeah, for your time I, and just kind of giving it. us an overview of not only the packs but the new products and pretty exciting stuff you guys got going on thank you very much i yeah. appreciate you guys taking the time to come chat and check the stuff out talk to your buddy uh vests i think would be a good thing i'm i could i could see those all over i like that yeah we've talked about that yeah <laughs> yes I, I like that idea so in the world of obviously social media what's kind of the best way for people to connect uh with stone glacier yeah we we are pretty yeah. active on social media so instagram or facebook are, are easy ways to find us um we're, we're, we have i think that people will find too another thing that we do different not to diverge here as we conclude but we're, we're a little more off the cuff than most companies uh, on our social followings so we're not we're not opposed or afraid to just let people kind of see behind the scenes and whether it's whether it's people working hard and doing what they're supposed to be doing or, or kind of messing off drinking beer you can kind of get to know the stone glacier culture behind the scenes so so i would encourage people to follow us on on facebook and instagram because it's a pretty it's a pretty entertaining follow at some point in time but yeah that's okay. that's good and like i said we're a small company so if anybody has questions about products if you call our shop one of these guys that's standing right here is going to answer the phone and, and they'll be more than willing to answer any questions we can so don't we're, we should be pretty easy to get a hold of and approachable so don't hesitate cool. to reach That's out cool yeah one of the entertaining things i follow you guys on on instagram and and anytime anybody brings in a set of horns you know or anything that they shot you guys give them a pint of beer yeah so yeah, we have a cool promo during during the hunting season and that yeah exactly <laughs> that we if, if you come by our showroom at our shop we have a showroom set up at the store we have everything on display you can buy stuff but if we just encourage people you don't have to buy anything you come by 
you bring a, your, the head of the animal you just shot, harvested, and, and we'll yeah. give you, we take a picture, we put it on our wall, and, and we send you off with a growler full of beer. Nice. Um, <laughs> so, yeah, that's become, a, as you can imagine, a pretty popular thing. I think we had over 250 people come in last hunting season. But, but it's cool to see. It's, it's fun to see all the different animals that people come in. We get... We've all been kind of blown away about how many new hunters come in. People come in. This is my first year I ever shot, you know. Sure. And it's really cool to see, to kind of see that and be able to interact personally with those people. And there. it's nothing ever big either. You yeah, know, I mean, yeah. It's just people just oh, wait a second. That didn't sound very good. <laughs> <laughs> we get a few good animals in, but it's yeah. your normal, yeah. like, you know, just, normal guy that went yeah. out and shot a mule deer, brings it in. It's awesome. We put a picture of him on the wall. He's pumped. We That's just cool. shared on our Instagram so everybody could see and, yeah. and send them off with some beer. So it's pretty cool. <laughs> That's worthy of talking about. I love it. Sounds like we got to go kill something. Uh, yeah, yeah. Bring a squirrel by the booth. Hey, check what I yeah. found out here in Salt Lake. We've, we've gotten a few weird things in. <laughs> yeah. Thanks, cool. man. Yeah. I really appreciate you taking the time, and this has been fun. And, you know, really, really great to see you Absolutely. taking Thank off you. like this. This I, is exciting. I appreciate yeah. that. Thank you very much. Well, good luck with the rest of the shows and this year. And, uh, yeah, we'll uh, we'll follow you guys and, and Sounds enjoy good. the journey and see where you guys go. So, yeah, we appreciate your time. Yeah, you're welcome. Thank you guys very much, too. Yeah, I hope the rest of the show goes well for you. It's going to be busy today. Yeah, yeah, it is. Cool, man. All right, man. Sign Sign off. Off. Good deal. Thanks. This is Lucas Paw, host of the RNA Outdoors podcast. Please check out Podbean and iTunes. If you have an iPhone or iPad, go to the podcast app on your device, search for RNA Outdoors, and hit the purple subscribe button. When doing this, it will automatically upload when new podcasts are loaded and they will download into your queue. For Android users, you can access the podcast through Podbean, Stitcher, or use our website www.rnaoutdoors.com forward slash podcast. In addition, under the RNA Outdoors podcast channel, please leave a review and a five-star rating. These reviews help boost our popularity and outreach. You can also follow us on our social media outlets, Twitter at RNA Outdoors, Facebook, RNA Outdoors, and Instagram, Rod and Arrow Outdoors. All links are in the show notes as well. If you like what you've heard, we hope you'll pass along our channel to your friends and colleagues. Keep up the good fight. We cannot sit by and watch the public lands devoted to wildlife protection wither away. There's simply too much at stake. Make your voice heard, speak up, and get involved with conservation efforts, and know that every little bit helps. As we say on the mountain, go farther, stay longer.